Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim, Kelly, Andy, Anea. And Franklin, maybe, maybe, for RPG at Day 2019, August the 14th, and the word is guide. Guide? Guide. guide. Like a force? As in like guideline, as okay. in like... It's more of a guideline, really. Adventurer guide, right. as in like I'll ranger go. guide. I'll go. Um, when, I, when, you, when you say guide, it made me think of... My Scion character, Trixie, because she was my only Scion character that one of her birthrights was a guide. Mm -hmm. And in Scion, this is the old school Scion because I haven't played the new one yet. Yet. Um, Guides were kind of like, almost like a talking head kind of NPC kind of thing where just to give you a nudge in the right direction. Hers was her mother, Madame Devora, because she were she was a fortune teller on the Atlantic uh, boardwalk. boardwalk in Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey. Uh, um, yeah, her real name was Deborah, but she went by Madame Devora. <laughs> so Trixie could call her mom. You know, of course, her mom was always says, "When am I going to get grandchildren?" You know, you know. Hey, uh, <laughs> um, but. For guides, you know, she could like get an impression or that type of thing to help maybe fill in some gaps or urge her in a direction. So when I think of guide, that's the first thing that I thought of. So the word of the day is guide. Guide. So I'll, I'll go next and I'll throw out the GM metagaming since we were talking about metagaming last time. A guide in an adventure. A good guide is there for the players, doesn't actually do the lifting for the players, and will further the story off and fade into the background so the heroes can be the stars of the show. And I will throw out the best guide reference out there. There's two of them, actually. But my best one. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Episode 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He shows up, gives the kid Excalibur, I mean, the, the <laughs> lightsaber... And then tells him all about what needs to motivate him in life of Darth Vader the Big Bad killed your daddy from a certain point of view. And <laughs> in three days in hyperspace, I can teach you the first level Jedi skills that you need. And then I will be killed by the Big Bad to further motivate you that the Big Bad is truly the Big Bad. 
<laughs> so I've given you the means, the opportunity, and I've gotten out of your way so you can do it. Because let's be honest, it's like in Forgotten Realms. Problem with Forgotten Realms, there's so many NPC guides out there, they'll just do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Can you really go into Forgotten Realms and do anything that Drizzt couldn't have done over the weekend? So who's the second uh, one? No. You mentioned the second, <laughs> the second one. might be related to the first one because it's Merlin. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's every, the same archetype. It's the yeah. same character. Same just yeah. yeah. Merlin shows up, teaches Arthur what it means to be lawful good, sets everything up, warns him about uh, the lady he loves, that she's going to be trouble, and steps back and lets nature take Exit course. stage left. <laughs> like a good parent warns them, but then steps back and lets them learn. Mm-hmm. Which is what a guide really is. This is basically the parent that gives you your training wheels, gives you the confidence, and good luck, kid. <laughs> well, the guide shows you the path, tells you the basics of what you need to succeed on the path, but then you have to do it yourself. Gives you a but costume. it doesn't give away everything. Isn't that kind of what a GM is in general? Well, yeah, well, a GM is a story oh, guide. Well, then that's uh, your, your interpretation of guide is yeah. the GM. Another yeah. good example of guide is in the, in the cartoon, the Dungeon Master character. Ah! Yes. Okay, I like that cartoon, cartoon but I couldn't stand that little freaking unicorn. Oh. <laughs> uni, uni, so much. Well, yeah. Uni was brought there for the kids that was the barbarian's age because oh, they said put something on. even younger in there, fit yeah. the dynamic. <laughs> and then you get the you know I'm still waiting that dungeon master was the father, Tiamat was the mother, Venger was the king, and the whole time Tiamat's chasing Venger to say, uni was go the, to bed. Uni was the Jar Jar Banks, okay? <laughs> uni was the Jar Jar. Not as annoying as Jar Jar, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> in, in your perspective, <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I've always thought that the GM was like a really, I not in, not in a lot of the newer games like Fate and whatnot because it's more of a cooperative. But I've always felt like the GM was your guide, mm-hmm. right? So, your tour guide on this magical um, adventure, or oh. in in the White Wolf series, how the they weren't GMs, they were storytellers, which mm-hmm. is basically another way to say guide um and then um you had like your clan books or whatever and those were like guides on how to play your character for your specific clan but you could go and do other stuff if you wanted to too i always really liked the narrative in the white wolf books Mm -hmm. Once again, <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience with, um, because I tend to get into games where we go off the path very quickly. What is this path you speak of? <laughs> I don't know. I think the game we're playing right now. That this we just one finished... is probably the most successful game I've ever been a part of. The one with the D&D that we're playing here. The one that we're not podcasting. Recording. Yeah. Okay, because the qualifier, that is a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really good cake for your birthday. <laughs> but um, I can talk about, like, bad guides, well, maybe. But try to keep it positive. Try to keep it positive. Yeah. What is it you look for in a positive guide? Give examples of what's a good guide. Um, somebody who keeps you... Wanting to move forward. So keeps the energy and keeps mm-hmm. focus. <laughs> um, I keeps like, you engaged. Yeah, I like the guides 
that, um, that are like, and look into the distance. That thing is this thing that's really cool. And let's go this way. And so you're like, oh, let's go that way. That looks like a lot of fun. And then they're like, but we're going to go this way because there's this other really cool thing. Mm. And you're like, but that cool thing. And but this that's cool, cool but this is cool. Yeah. And, and then you figure out that the guide is taking you to the really cool thing. And those are the kinds of things I like. Where you don't necessarily realize you're going to, you're not, you're not going up a straight path to the, the cool thing. You're taking a windy road. Yeah, you're yeah. taking the, the scenic route. Mm-hmm. The scenic route for you to get all the experience in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and so that you don't die when you get to the <laughs> room. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like you're coming Final Fantasy farming the experience. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's initially what my first game was trying to do. And... Um, I just think he wasn't that experienced to be able to do it. And he had a bunch of hardheads. <laughs> See, that can be hard, too. Yeah, but I he mean... also couldn't read his audience, apparently. <laughs> he tried his best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that comes from experience. Mm-hmm. And it was his first game. And yeah. his brain baby. So it was well, all fine. He just needed more experience or a jam guy. Yeah. Which, I always joke, the best way to get better jamming is to play with other jams. Play in more groups, yeah, yeah. get more styles, see yeah. what works, what doesn't Different work. Different running styles and see which works for you. For sure. Okay, Franklin, what do you think of, for guide? Uh, thinking of guides that actually makes me think of Exalted, which has an entire character type that act as guides. Oh, those are the so like a player like character. The siderials. The siderials. Mm-hmm. You have the. Is this a player character type? Yes, yeah. it's a player. It's a potential player character type. You have, in the setting, you have uh, the what they call the celestial exalted and terrestrial exalted, and the terrestrials were like the foot soldiers, but they rose up and they overthrew the celestial exalted and took over. So the terrestrials run run the world basically now, and the. Celestial exalted, there are three types. There are your solars, who are like the god kings, and they're very, very powerful. They're godlike. Um, there are the lunars, which are like the, the generals, and uh, generally the shapeshifters. Yeah. And then there's the sidereals, which are kind of like the advisors, uh, mage types. And they're, they're basically, they, they were supposed to exist as the gods for the solars. The solars yeah. were the rulers. And then the, the the lunars were their generals who ran their armies, and then the and the siderials were their advisors, Council. right? But then they were over the the solars were overthrown by the terrestrials because the solars got cursed yeah. and and became well, as one does, and became uh, amoral and, and decadent, yeah. for a decadent yeah. right? Um, and and in the actual game, the solars are returning. They were all killed before, but they're returning. And they're discovering who they are and what they are. And reincarnation. Reincarnation. Reincarnation, yes. And the Siderials are behind the scenes. And there's factions within the Siderials. One faction of the Siderials actually orchestrated the overthrow of the Solars. Oh. By backing the Terrestrial Exalted. Because they had become decadent. The, right. But, but there's another them. faction that believes society uh, would not rise to the heights it once had without the solars so there's a faction of the siderials that want to bring the solars back so that that's an interesting thing it's like it's it's an entire character archetype that you can use as a player character where your entire purpose is as a guide aka plot device yes (laughs) and and, you know plot is nothing more than a guide to a story it's true Mm -hmm. yeah 
sister. You know, one more thing for Guy that uh -huh. we didn't mention. Players handbooks. The, yeah. actual, the actual players guide. Yeah, that's yeah much, the players yeah. guides, the, the different, you know, for each uh, RPG has some type of guide, for, you know, mm -hmm. handbook for their for the players. And I'm a big fan of having one in hardback. Oh yeah. I just Dead love having is... the you know, and it's just for me it it's just more evocative and you know tangible i like that um uh, but the guides are so important and well for I me like... when it comes to hardback guides is it you cannot flip from one page to the next in a digital format you just no. can't do it i've you never I like being able to have still... two, yeah. you know, okay, I can flip to this page and this page, yeah, so you can't I can see half-elf and I can see cleric at the same, right. like, just by going like this. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, okay, I have, you know, a ha you know, a, you know, a halfling bard, you know, and I can flip, okay, mm -hmm. so I get this for my proficiency bonus, flip, 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 you mm -hmm. know, back and forth as I'm creating my character and stuff. So, yeah, that's a good yep. point, and you can have your own little... Post-it tabbies. Mm -hmm. It doesn't I, hurt I the book. Agree. Never use a paper clip no. ever. Wait, what? That's a thing. Yeah, people would put, you you will post it. Yeah. No, but before post-its, oh, yeah. people yeah. would use paper clips. Paper but it ends the pages. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but okay, some of us before there were post-its. <laughs> I um, just use scraps of paper. Yeah, yeah. I do too. But then there's the real heathens that. Cliff notes. No, no, no. Oh, bend the pages. Dog ear. Dog ear. That shit. Take a hardback book and leave it open. Sacrilege. Break the back of it. Yeah. Um. So. And I'll throw out there since you're speaking of players' guides. Read your players' guide. Read your class. I don't expect you to know your neighbor's class, but know your class. Because nothing helps a GM more than a player who knows their class. Because a lot of times we're like in the middle of a story and we're all in the narrative. And you say, my guy's going to do this and this this. And I'm like, sure, it's your class. You're the expert in it. You must know it, right? And they'll let <laughs> things slide. And then I'll be like, uh, I made a mistake. I didn't do this one thing that I should have been doing. And I'm like, and we're going to keep going because we're not going to go right on. <laughs> but I'll rake you over the coals next time because I wrote it down on my cliff notes. Uh-huh. I have my GM's guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of, of specific guides, like with, like if you get a whole a cool guide focusing on one specific character class, where Play they break books. it down, right? Yeah, uh -huh. like I'm the clan books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where they break it down into detail, and you get it, you can even get into detail, and they tell you how to kind of different ways to customize it and make it your own. Mm -hmm. That way, every mm -hmm. everybody doesn't make like if you get the two or same. three people who play the same class, they can all be different. Yeah. Well, well yeah. most of us come from the old school, love you now, that we wrote <laughs> out our players' abilities and mm -hmm. on paper, where you had that five to six page character sheet, especially when you all played White Wolf, and... where you need that paragraph to explain that one ability you have, because you're not going to forget it in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And you're not going to flip through three different books to find them all, so yeah. you had that right. rewritten. And honestly, writing down your abilities, as opposed to just printing it out, really does reinforce your character. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you can create your own oh, guide. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I do that, like with my changeling, um, because I have so many personas and stuff, I have, not only do I have a little mini background of her, I have a synopsis of each of her main personalities 
um, uh, her personas that the, the ones that she will, you know, have Flip between. Yeah, because they can have personas which can have completely different philosophical beliefs. And you probably even have like you know? keywords and stuff yeah. on yeah. there to and, help you. Well, and, and what certain, the accents are. Uh, like so that, and I made each one of my um, co, you know, the teammates mm-hmm. a copy of it so they know not only do I have my little name plates that I'll put out when I switch characters, but they have a reference just in case. And eventually I'm going to have little drawings of each. Mm-hmm. I did the um, same thing with um, my Malkavian that had multiple personalities. Yeah, that's, and that's it's, rough. it helps, you know, you you have this to guide you as well. Yeah, but unfortunately my Malkavian was for a LARP, <laughs> so I had to have backup costumes in the trunk. Oh my god. <laughs> and I would change outfits. Because, Lovely. Yeah, that was a little rough. It's too hot to do that out here. Yeah. Well, this was San Diego at night. Oh, never mind. That's yeah, a little different. Yeah. It was but. a lot easier. And as a GM, having your character guide is good, too, where you just put mm-hmm. name, who they are, and what TV star accent you're copying for their persona to stay in character. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done that in a long time, but I used to do that all the time. So that way I just put what character from what TV show, so that way my head would get me to the right channel of the mm. character. Very cool. Yeah. Usually, and I have, in, uh, I'll have a saying that I say to myself it, to for the accent to try and put me into that character's, you know, like, so, like, if when I'm playing my halfling rogue, it's like, hi, I'm Tilda! You know, and it's like, okay, you and now, and then it triggers, and then, like, it's like my name is Sister Solace, you know, I'm like, you know, I'll have the my tiefling cleric or something. Well, I definitely and did that stuff for, like, plays and musicals. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all, that's all the same RPG is, so, is, yeah. is, is improv, improv acting. Yeah, exactly. So. Once I figure out the characters, stop. And that's what that's our player, our, our backgrounds guy. and our personality yeah. traits. And that's why, also, depending on the game, I write up a backstory or, you know, I have... Mm-hmm. You know, not just sometimes I love the little writing backstories. They're the best. Yeah. And that's that's another thing too, is because your backstory can be a good guide, but it can also be handy like so we have a vampire game that that I'm starting to GM that we're playing on the nights that we can't get together mm-hmm. on our Thursday nights. Um and for my birthday this past June they bought me the vampire books. Fifth so edition. now we're going to transfer the the old school second edition vampire to the new school fifth edition stuff, but you know if if you have a character from one to the other, that might be a little bit difficult. But not if you have a backstory, because yeah. that backstory can guide you into what's going to be appropriate for the new system. Backstories the... are way better than character sheets. Yeah, yeah. and giving your backstory to your GM or storyteller can help not devise give yeah, exactly I always provide it to the GM of what you want for your character and it invests yeah. it invests the players he's just doing it to make sound and distract us because he Cat, wants to be a part know. of what we're doing mm-hmm. but it uh, when you when you give your backstory to the GM one of the things that happens is it um, it makes the player be more invested in the game because it's directly mm-hmm. related to something that they created yeah. yeah. I'm still writing that backstory. I know. I know. Like my character, 
Sister Solace, who I, I mean, I, I miss playing this character because she had this deep, dark backstory that none of the other players know about. I mean, and it's like, but it could easily be fed into as a plot device. Um, so she never got to have, you know, any of it brought to the to the Probably, light as yeah. she was a, because she was a, a cleric of Pillar. And exactly, but it's like she had such a rich history, and it's like, ah. Then you have the characters that you've played for a really long time. Like, I have a character that's similar like that, but I've played her for such a long time, she has this huge history. Uh huh. And and then you don't get to play them anymore. I know, like my character (laughs) Val. Uh I have all these written stories Mm -hmm. about her. Because mm-hmm. the character took on a life of her own, you know, some of them have never been, you know, published like on the Creative Plane Podcast Network and stuff. But it's like and reward your players for writing up backstories. Yeah, he, like Jim, White Wolf, I used to always give them points for writing backstories. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Or you would just give them special abilities because it just fit yeah. the backstory mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. You're like, you have to have this background. I don't care if it costs mm-hmm. points; it's just appropriate. Yeah. I have a character that's like that with D&D. She's a, a, a sea elf. Uh-huh. I have a sea elf, and too. She's half sea elf, half wood elf. Mine too. Mine's half human. Yeah, so she had to be half wood elf in, in re- original D&D because then she could actually go out on land for yeah, extended periods of time. Yeah. yeah, she wouldn't be out there for two hours and be like, Someone throw a That's why I went with the half elf as well. Yep, yep. Uh, but then she moved over to Rollmaster, and and that was fun because we, I I started. She was kind of like, she was started off as a as a ranger priest in D and D, and then we moved to Rollmaster, and she became more of a pirate. Oh, what a coincidence! Mine actually is a pirate. yeah, and uh, and yeah, that was a lot She's of fun. She's a druid. One of our other players. Uh, I don't know what it is. Sometimes you have a, uh, another person that you play with that it's just like you guys are bosom buddies in the game all mm-hmm. the time. And that was me, me and our, our other friend. And and she had a habit of hit, hitting on all the high-level people that she would meet. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would be like, okay, this is who she's doing now. Okay, she was successful in seducing this person. And he had like my little black book that he would just go around <laughs> behind me. And be like, dang! It was pretty fun. It's more of a guideline. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, my self is definitely promiscuous. Yeah. Yeah. I miss that character so much. We're trying. I know. I know. Make uh, the baby version of her. There's, there's never enough time for all the games. But no. my changeling bard is not. But one of her characters is a bit of a seductress. When she... Um, doesn't fail horribly at her uh, <laughs> arm roll. Does that wrap so up, guide? Yep, that's that a good guide. time to wrap up guide. So keep it within the guidelines. Guide rails. Guide stuff. Down in the depths of the mountain, we dwarves spend our time forging powerful weapons, mining precious gems and metals, and feasting like kings. But after a day of digging for the next Arkenstone, this dwarf likes to come home to a package full of loot. Dungeon Crate is a monthly subscription box service forged specifically for RPG and tabletop gamers. 
Miniatures, dice, tokens, coins, maps, modules, terrain pieces, handcrafted items, RPG jewelry, and more are yours for only a few gold per month. You even get a digital crate along with a physical one as an added bonus. So are you brave enough to reward yourself with a dungeon crate? By Morden's beard, I hope so. DungeonCrate.com. Let the adventure begin. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.